1: And I'm Kayla Benny in Ocala, Florida, at the actual Horse Radio Network headquarters. And you are listening to the monthly breeding and horse sales episode of Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for Uh-oh. June the 24th. <laughs> We're so prepared. This episode is brought to you by Selkuth Sport Horses. Good morning, Horse World.
0: Hey, you made it to the fourth Thursday of the month on Horses in the Morning.
2: That means it's time to talk sales and breeding. (gasps) Uh, uh, Of horses, that is.
0: Well, welcome, everybody. As you know, the fourth Thursday of every month is the sales and breeding episode. And Kayla is the first one that has been sitting in my studio in person since last March, since this whole pandemic started.
1: I feel very honored to be here
0: I can't think of anybody better
1: And Weldon's even here, my cute little fluffy dog Erica,
0: her cute little fluffy dog Who has the most unusual hairdo (laughs) What kind of dog is he, first of all?
1: Uh, He's an Aiken Ditch Dog (laughs) (laughs) It's a certified breed breed. (laughs) Uh, Actually, a Carolina Ditch Dog is a breed um, But it's, it's essentially a mutt And we think he's American Eskimo and Golden Retriever So he's got big pointy ears And a curly, fluffy tail. He's kind of a long coat. But every summer, we give him a mohawk. So to tie in the fluffy ears to the tail, but give him a little relief because it's so hot. And um, you can definitely notice a difference when he's been clipped or not. Because he'll lay around like a couch potato. You take off his hair, give him a mullet. Not a mullet. A mohawk. (laughs) Uh, Some people call it a mullet. I call it a mohawk. Uh, And he runs around like a little psycho. So it's perfect.
0: All right. What are we talking about about horses tonight? Oh,
1: my gosh. Okay. So we are going to talk a little horse shopping. Like, I am literally horse shopping. So we're going to oh. we're gonna discuss some woes about that because I've <laughs> entered the real world of horse shopping. Instead of buying horses for myself, I'm buying horses for other people. And um, so we're going to hear about that journey to find the perfect adult amateur unicorn, whatever that means. And uh, then we're going to talk baby horses with klaus shangber who is part of high point hanoverians and he does a little bit of his own thing um he's been breeding and doing sales with foals etc for many 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 years we won't say how many but he's gonna kill me for even saying that but um he's a good friend and we actually purchased a couple foals from him the auditors have asked so we are delivering good
0: (laughs) Very good. And I know that uh, they had a question or two, right? We're gonna... uh, or three or
1: four. <laughs> so, <laughs> of questions that I can't answer about foals. So, we had to bring in an expert. So, good.
0: Very good. So, uh, you're horse shopping and not for yourself, but for others?
1: Yes. So, I am horse shopping actually currently for my business partner who has the most perfect horse, and I can say that because he was my former upper-level event horse. I sold him to a young rider who then actually gifted him back to me when he needed to retire, Um, and that was eight years ago, and he's been going ever since at very low level, and now he needs to fully retire, and so I'm looking for another unicorn, which is very hard. (laughs)
0: How's the market right now? It's got to be tough.
1: It's extremely high um, to find a suitable adult amateur horse for what I'm looking for. For I mean, she wants to do some jumpers. She's not highly competitive. She doesn't need anything super duper fancy, but we want something of a decent quality. And everything that she keeps bringing to me is thirty, forty thousand dollars for an older horse that has had injuries. And I'm like, yeah. I can't even sell my young ones for, for that price. And they, they're only going up from here, not down. And these ones are going down and it's mind boggling. But now I've decided that buying horses is extremely difficult. <laughs> and I don't like it anymore, <laughs> but no, it's cool. Um, we have a, we have a little horse on trial and, um,
0: so how do you search for horses? Every a, which way?
1: Every which way. Yeah. Um, I tried word of mouth, was kind of running dry. So I put an in search of ad out on Facebook, which is the most scary thing. <laughs> I
0: can't believe you do. even did oh. that.
1: <laughs> and, well, she asked. She said, like, can we put it, an ISO out? And I was like, oh, I don't want to do this. And, and I was right. There were some horses that were sent to us that I was like, I mean... They're good horses for someone, but not exactly, you know, because you put your little criteria. It needs to be Mm -hmm. between this age to this age, this height to this height um for us Merida,
0: you know in really bad ads those come out and they all, always say at the end and for 300 yeah, dollars."
1: yeah i should go look <laughs> i should go look because these ones are definitely they're, they're a little questionable when you're like oh i it this and they're like oh
0: so, so are we at the point where everybody just thinks oh the horses are really expensive right now and i can just sell you know
1: a my for yeah $20, right twenty thousand dollars um yeah. i think so we're at that point. I think we're at that point. The market's extremely high. Um, even the horses that I would have thought would go for ten thousand dollars are going for fifteen. So it's it's definitely slightly just like the bigger. farms. Yeah, yeah. Everything around here and like right now we're in Florida. So, um, but you would think in the summertime that Florida's prices would go down again. And but everyone's showing over at the World Equestrian Center. So the showing's not stopping. So.
0: And they're running shows indoors?
1: The yes and no. So the two jumper rings that I jump in are outside, but they're also running. All the hunters are running inside in three rings. Yeah, you
0: can't put the hunters outside in 90 degree heat. They'll they'll, they'll die.
1: They'll die. They'll melt. (laughs) Yeah. but... Uh, send
0: your send your emails <laughs> to Jennifer at network dot com.
1: Though I was pretty excited because one of the jumper rings is indoor, and I thought I was going to jump in it until I went inside, and because they have the warm up and the. The ring inside it gets really small really quickly.
0: Yeah, they, they what they do that they are big indoors, um, but they put the the even dressage shows they put the dressage show at one end and then yeah. you you warm up in the other. Yeah. So they're doing the same with the jumpers. Yeah,
1: and so then you can't really jump that high because it gets really crowded really mm-hmm. quickly. So yeah, they, your
0: runway isn't very big. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So the the bigger classes are jumping in the hotel ring. And then that's we,
0: and for everybody who doesn't know, just go look at all the pictures of the World Equestrian Center, and, and that's the big beautiful ring right in front of the hotel. That's yes. that's beautiful. Yeah,
1: where you can see the white, <laughs> picturesque hotel. Right
0: I went. Right we <laughs> went to the hotel the other day and went inside. It's a five star hotel. It's, it's it looks gorgeous. I haven't it's been pretty. Inside. It's pretty. It's weird though, because you know the restaurants. a person you it's expensive and you see all these people in there super dressed up and then you see the riders going through all covered in dirt (laughs) it's just a dichotomy in the hotel it's really (laughs) weird
1: Well, and I heard they have some really interesting artwork.
0: Yeah, it's all dogs. I just don't get it.
1: <laughs> Hi, welcome to this horse venue. Yes. Dogs.
0: <laughs> Where the we're the the restaurant's named Stirrups. I mean, you know, yeah. and it's all dogs. <laughs> <laughs> There's an occasional horse picture.
1: <laughs> That's so funny. No, but the I mean, it's nice. I actually had to wear a sweatshirt in the indoor the other day because it was quite chilly going from 90 degree weather with humidity to an air-conditioned, uh, cause it is air conditioned in there and yeah, everyone is going, oh, poor you, you had to put on a sweater, <laughs> but I swear to you now having been here in the winter and coming back for the summer, Florida makes you soft. You're cold <laughs> all the time at a normal temperature because it, it's just, I'm weak and I'm okay with it. <laughs> And I'm here for it.
0: And we're in that time of year when you walk outside in the morning at 630 and it takes your breath away. It is so humid and the air is so heavy. It's just...
1: We open the garage to go out to get to the barn to feed and it feels like we're swimming. Yeah. I'm like, oh.
0: It's heavy. It just feels heavy. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: It's, um. Though when it starts to rain, then it all cools off and it's lovely.
0: You know, it's interesting because when they built the World Equestrian Center, I know we're off topic here, but when they built it, we are talking about horses. So when they built the World Equestrian Center, one of the things was you're never going to be able to get people to come here in Florida in the summer. You're just not going to be able to do it. Judging by the number of horse trailers that were over there when we were over there, they got people coming here in the summer.
1: Oh, yeah. There was about... There's 60 in my 110 class for my young horse. Wow. Yeah.
0: So they're all chasing money? He's got pretty good prize money.
1: Well, not for the 110. Don't no? You no know money. It's just uh, open school. So why
0: are they here and not up north?
1: I think it's the venue. I mean, the venue's beautiful. We went to a couple others uh, in between, and our standards you know it's still a nice (laughs) venue and we're like you're not gonna match
0: this one (laughs) yeah this is trash
1: you know (laughs) and it's not it's a nice venue but you just like (laughs) but i think a lot of people are basing down here a lot more like year round and so it's easy to keep their horses here and do the young horses well
0: if you don't have to travel to kentucky or try yeah. on or you know yeah. you, then it's nice right exactly. it saves you a lot of money too yeah especially now
1: and and the people from georgia and and surrounding states now have something closer that they can go to instead of all the
0: way and it's there. not all english they're bringing western shows in there and yep. okay and, so. and
1: you said dog shows and uh it's
0: They're building five enormous, and you've seen them being built. The Expo centers are huge.
1: Well, and they're behind Jumper 1. And the other day, there were dump trucks just bam, bam. My horse is noise sensitive; his ears are twitching, and he's like, "In the there was one big boom when we were going over an oxer, and his ears flew backwards." I was like, "Please keep your legs." He's like, "Oh, you know," and he like lands and like kind of bolts off.
0: Well, he'll be he'll be desensitized
1: now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's true. They're still moving a lot of dirt and a lot of. Things putting up a lot of stuff if they could and the, i hope somebody from the world equestrian center is listening to specifically the sales and breeding show which is every fourth thursday of the month <laughs> um we need trailer parking over on the other side of yeah, the
0: yeah i think they're probably going <laughs> to fix that
1: i hope so because walking from one end to parking the
0: other, period is a bit of an issue i don't think they minutes. counted on that many cars being in the lots yeah. but yeah so,
1: yeah. It's okay. It's still gorgeous. I We're think here. they'll
0: fix it, and and the food is much better than most venues, too.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> well, and you have so many to choose. Right.
0: From, There's a lot of so, restaurants there. Yeah. Well, cool. All
1: right. I guess we should get back on topic and yes, talk about sorry. buying and selling and breeding and all the things. And um, let's get to our first guest. I guess we have Klaus Schamber um, of High Point Hanoverians and himself to answer all the baby horse questions. Welcome, Klaus.
2: Hello, how is everybody?
1: <laughs> we're doing great. Thank you so much for coming on the show.
2: Sure, it sounds like fun and uh, <laughs> we
1: we're gonna stump you i I have a feeling no i think you I think you okay. know a lot about baby horses where I don't so if
2: i, if I don't i make I'm gonna make it up no. <laughs> <laughs> perfect,
1: oh my gosh, okay, well, Klaus, let's start with tell us your history because I th- it's a little bit long in the breeding business and working with young horses. So tell us a little bit about yourself.
2: So I grew up in Germany at the PSI auction, fully Katterman and uh, Bianca Katterman. And, um, I did. So I, I, rode a lot of young horses there. I started a lot, a lot of young horses and, um, and they also bred. So, um, I got a lot of breeding experience in Germany already, and then I came over here. I was imported by the Rockefeller's to be their breeding manager. So I basically handled the sterling and um, and foaling at that point. Hot. So uh, and in between, I worked with thoroughbreds, did the same thing, and but in between, I always rode young horses, young horse classes, and uh, and started young horses for people. So that's pretty much it.
0: Okay, Klaus, let me get this right. You come over to America and you start working for the Rockefellers?
2: yes, you ju- I, uh, you just
0: started at the to, top to... over here.
2: Uh... Well, I guess <laughs> <laughs> i There used to be clients of my ex- boss and I uh, drove them around in Germany looking for young horses, so I always had them uh, ever since I was about eighteen. Oh, really? I started doing that And then uh, when I came over here at uh, twenty one They hired me as the breeding manager in New York.
1: And that's how you met Angela? Because I know you through High Point.
2: No, I met, actually, I met Angela because I worked for the granddaughter of E.F. Hutton. That was another uh, interesting name. (laughs) And uh, so I showed her a few horses and I kept in touch with her just, you know, just more inquiring, you know, who she bred the mares to that I sold her, and then how everything is going. So, basically that's how I met her. And I then, feel like Klaus is how...
0: name dropping on us today here.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, that's that's what I do. <laughs> you know, if you only know baby horses, you know, you got a name drop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you know more than baby
2: horses. <laughs> yeah, baby. Well, anyway, so... Um, Yeah, at some point uh, I worked in Connecticut for a vet doing the same thing. And uh, Angela called me up and asked if I could uh, go to Germany with her to get a stallion for her. So, and uh, that's what we did. And uh, I got, so we got Davenport at the time. Mm -hmm. And then um, um, we thought it was a good idea for me to move my family from connecticut to maryland and uh, no regrets it's been a great <laughs> ride so far mm-hmm. so.
1: well you've definitely made a name for yourself just out in the in the young horse world you know i've only known you for uh, now 10 years almost um yeah it's been it's been a bit but yeah. you had already been you know heavily working handling at devon um, oh, yeah. And and places like that and and starting young horses. And it's always cool to see the young horses come through your program. And then most recently, we actually purchased a full from you. Um, little cliche, the little viral mm-hmm. filly. And yeah, and now you have even a more of a best friend in that foal that you cuddle all the time and post pictures on Facebook with you, like, cuddling in the middle of a field with this foal. So you really do uh, speak to these baby horses, don't you?
2: Well, they do speak to me. It's like foal therapy, you know, <laughs> foaling around. That's what I call it. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it, it's good for the mind. Yes. I, I recommend it for anybody to just lay in the field with the foals and... You know, reconnect with, you know, what it's all about. That's kind of what it feels like. So yep. it's, it's really cool that I get to do that.
1: That's so awesome. And so I have a couple questions from some auditors. And auditors are super listeners of the podcast. And they mm-hmm. have this super secret little Facebook group. And I type out a little message every now and then of questions and I get a ton of foaling questions and I don't breed baby horses so I don't know how to answer them. So okay. I'm going to bring you on because you are an expert. You've name dropped all these people so now we're going to test you. Yeah. <laughs> so um, for people that maybe have a maiden mare and yeah. they are looking to breed what are things this is a specific question What are things to watch for and ways to help make sure that the mayor will be good with people coming in to do all the full checks and procedures on the baby um anything that might help it be as smooth as possible
2: is there well a- it well, it's tricky you know it all depends on the mayor yep they all you know they all get to be a little standard office uh, while pregnant um well, some are, some don't. I mean, it all depends on the mare, like I said. Some mares may not want want to be touched the days before uh, the baby is born, but it all kind of turns around after the baby is born because they know you. And then, you know, they kind of see you as somebody who can maybe help, I guess. I don't know. But uh, most maiden mares are troopers, I have to say. And there's very few maiden mares that don't tolerate people in the store.
1: Okay. Well, that's interesting. And, like, is that something you can it, sometimes tell just by how they act before, like, you know, just in general? Like, say, when you were riding them before you bred them, um, how they interact mm-hmm. with you in a stall? Or is it, do, does that just take all that information and throw it out the door? Because as soon as they become mamas, they're a different
2: character. No, they will remember. But mm-hmm. it, it things change, of course. Their priorities have changed. They have now, you know, they need to take care of the baby. And some get really protective of the baby, even if they were connected with you in the beginning uh there might be a few days where they you know you don't count them, where <laughs> they really just are on the baby on baby duty yep and where they are you know it 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 passes they're all gonna be great in the end, but uh some mayors most are great, but some mayors uh, might be at the standard office after uh, at least with their people' friends. so <laughs> so you know it yes, it doesn't always. It doesn't always uh, just because you have a great connection with the mayor. A lot of times, it helps. Uh, maybe ninety percent. Ninety percent of the time is probably a great thing, but in some cases, it's there's definitely going to be a little shift after. Mm-hmm. It all it all returns back to normal. It may be for a few days, maybe a week, but uh, generally they all come around and and uh, know that you're their buddy. So <laughs>
1: and trust <laughs> you to take help take care of the baby.
2: Yes. Yeah, at, at some point they are looking for a nanny. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're allowed back in.
1: <laughs> That's perfect. And so now, have you? I mean, you've sold a lot of foals uh, in your life, I'm sure, or helped facilit- facilitate sales. But I get a lot of questions about like buying a foal in utero and what the price point is versus when the horse like when it's an actual like born foal um what what has been your experience selling in utero
2: well we don't sell i i don't like to sell in utero i really i mean people do it and they usually or generally sell for a little bit less because there's a little bit of seemingly a little bit more of a risk involved because you don't know how the birth is going to go but then the problem with in utero sales is the contract it gets really complicated because you know everybody wants a life for guarantee and then when it's full alive when it's born alive after it nurses and when do you give money back do you apply the money that you spent on another fold it gets really messy Mm -hmm. and um, so i generally i don't do it Uh, people may uh, ask us to buy a certain fold Uh, but I always make sure the baby is born that people can look at it and make sure they actually want that particular foal. You know, in theory, you know, we know what, who we bred to whom and what should come out. It's just, if it doesn't quite work out the way they, the buyer anticipated. So I think it's always uh, wise to just have the foal be born and let, let the uh, client come a week later look at the phone and like it or, or hate it you know
0: <laughs> can you in yeah. your case can they put a first writer of refusal on it do you do that ever
2: um we yes okay yes but we don't there's no money exchange because it, again it gets messy mm. you know then you have to give it back we may put a time limit on it they can say um you know if they pick a mare and 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 they like they pick a pregnant mare and they say we would like to buy this foal and then at that point we say okay you may be the first person to look at the foal and purchase it purchase it if you desire so to do so otherwise uh, it's just it just gets too messy you can't you know it's tough to yes. uh, to to fully sell the foals before and then people want to insure them before they're born in case anything happens that it just gets really expensive and it just in my experience it, it doesn't work so
0: so you just turn the tables you would never buy one that way yourself no okay
2: i mean i my i had there, <laughs> there was one that i did buy just because the owner didn't know what to do with the mayor i said i take the mayor so i basically i bought it it worked out it was great but um but I'm not that complicated. Mm-hmm. Most people are not as easy as I am. So <laughs> <laughs> I know my risk, and a lot of people will say, Oh, we know the risk involved and then we're gonna be fine until it happens. And yeah. then it's like it gets ugly until so they sue you. Yeah, then <laughs> that's right. I try to yeah, I try to avoid all ugliness, so <laughs> I always suggest that just look at the foul, like it or, or don't like it, and then we go from there. So
1: now when you you sometimes have adult amateurs, and actually I think a lot of adult amateurs come at least to high point, I know, because you guys sell lovely, easier um, horses that have yeah. great personalities. And I've got a question from someone that, you know, they... Are an adult amateur, and they want they want to know the pros and cons between breeding or buying a young horse. They want to do a young horse. They have a trainer, um, but they board in New Hampshire, which is quite expensive. So they're trying to figure out if they should buy a young, you know, maybe a three year old versus buying a foal. Um, and what would be your recommendations on that? Because that's something that you guys kind of do both. You have young horses that you guys start versus yes. your foals, so.
2: Well, there are certain foals where we know the dam, we know the sire, and we know the temperament of the foal. It's very few foals where we can always almost guarantee the temperament, but um, I would probably, I mean, we do sell foals to adult amateurs, it has worked out, but we always knew there were certain foals that would be suitable for them and others would not be. Um, otherwise, I think it would be wise to wait until the horses are three, at least you know what you're getting, at mm-hmm. least you know the temperament, you know, if it doesn't work at all, if they don't, you know, you never know, you never know. But the, however, there have been polls that we have sold two adult amateurs and it has worked out beautifully, but mainly because we knew and they are good from day one.
1: Right. So. Well, and, and then it comes to the fact of like, you need to have a very good trainer. That yes. at least oversees what you're doing, so that if things start, you know, going one way or the other, they can kind of put little training wheels back on you and make you make you go straight. Right. And uh, absolutely. But but also, you know, the one thing because we bought a foal from you, and I I said I said before we went to look at an older horse, and we walked out with a foal, and I said I don't buy foals. Want to know why? Because you have to keep them alive for longer, and those little you boogers. Too find themselves in trouble a lot
2: <laughs> they do yes. and they still
1: eat they still need yes. their feet trimmed and mm-hmm. sometimes and you and again you don't know what you're gonna get
2: sometimes you pay you know you may pay a little bit more for a three-year-old but you also don't have to pay like you said for three years to feed them no. but you know for some people they buy a four, maybe for a little bit less and they the cost is just spread over the years, which sometimes is more affordable than to actually buy that two to three old for more than they can spend at the time. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah.
1: That's also a very so, good point. And so, well, yeah. And I guess, um, let's see. What other questions do we have? We have so many. Um, well, here, we're gonna switch gears actually. So
2: you oh, We're going to cars?
1: <laughs> yeah, we're gonna go to cars now. <laughs> Tell us your favorite your favorite make and model. No, uh-uh.
0: Oh wait a minute. I do have a question for the for the ex German trainer. Is it uh Ford Chevy or Dodge trucks? Oh.
2: Uh Chevy.
0: Yeah. Oh, really? Wow. We don't get that answer too often. I have a
2: Ford, but it's yeah, I'm a Chevy guy. Okay. I have a Ford, but, you know.
0: (laughs) Well, I'm sitting here with a GMC, so that's close to a Chevy, actually. No, that's right. GMC, you're
2: in. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm the odd man out with the Dodges over here. Jeez.
2: (laughs) Yeah. I'm dodging that question. Dodging that question. (laughs)
1: Yeah. Um... If you could breed any horse, any mare to any stallion, what would be your ideal uh, foal? What what would be your ideal makeup? You've seen a bunch of stallions. You've seen a bunch of mares in your life.
2: Yes. Well, you know, right now I feel very spoiled with French gout. <laughs> and yes, actually a quarter more too. You know, it's just it, because... The temperament is just great. They have a great hind leg. They're elastic. They are athletic. And they are actually, who knows if they're rideable? I don't know. The the oldest are two. But the temperament is just incredible. And you don't have to compromise on uh, quality of gait. You know, just because, you know, sometimes, you know, you go for the temperament. But so far with them, uh, we had an amazing pole crop this year. And I can't believe we actually have some of the poles we do have. We couldn't afford to buy them ourselves, so we're kind of—it's like. <laughs> well, and I've these been are lately.
1: these are the stallions at High Point, right? So, Friend Scout, right, and who's this gorgeous uh, black stallion,
2: like Black Beauty? Ribaldi.
1: Yes. Rebaldi. Oh, and Ribaldi, so, you've got. So uh... We
2: actually, we actually have bought a new one.
1: Okay. Uh, well, hold on. Tell us about Ribaldi. So he's a Rosenthal. He's.
2: A Ro- he's a Rosenthal totilas yeah. So, Totilas of course, all dressage. Yep. And um, so now um, he is uh, definitely a hunter because the dam side, uh, so it's Rosenthal, Tortillas, and then Burgrab Ulft, which Burgrab Ulft is all jumpers. I mean, amazing jumpers. And yep. somehow it, it came out in his pedigree, in his, uh, uh, you know, what he can do. So he. Theoretically, we, bought, we bred a dressage horse, and he's like he's a hunter. Hunter, we can. We, I can't even run him past. See, to make and him this is like this horse. is
1: why breeding so. is so crazy because you can put together the best DNA, and you're like, you will jump, and it's like, I just want to dance, and goes and does dressage, right. you know, and then vice versa. You're like, you will dance, and it's like, no, I'm just going to jump. Thank you. No, though. I'm not.
2: I'm just going <laughs> to jump, and that's what this one did. But now we have our first full crop. And uh, come to find out, yes, we had a couple of really incredible hunter movers that are really, I mean, hunter, hunter. hunters, really cool. And uh, some uh, babies out of bigger moving mares are actually a little bit more desagi. So it's really cool. So if you breed a really big moving mare to him, you would actually get that. It's in the pedigree, you know, and somehow uh, so far this year it has worked out that way.
1: it It does come out. And that's great. So now tell us about your new stallion.
2: The new stallion, uh, we actually officially only, you know, today.
1: Ooh, hot off the presses. We get the news. (laughs) Hot off
2: the press. that's right. (laughs) His name is Monterey. He is by a stallion named uh, Morricone, who is a really stunning, uh, really rideable, beautiful stallion. And the dam site is by Sir Donahal and then um, Diamond Hit. So there's a lot of movement in there. I was going to say so. Big dressage. Big, yes. Um, so uh, he will ship on July first.
1: Hot diggity dog! Well, that's awesome. Yeah. So, but you didn't answer my question. I'm saying oh, you could have any stallion in oh, the yeah. world. I know we just well, plugged. It, we just plugged you guys.
2: There but... are only three <laughs> stallions in the whole world. They're all here. That's that's kind of. He knows how to get no, his paycheck. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, you got you to do your thing. You know? I got somebody's ear. No, um...
0: There's a reason he keeps getting hired, yeah. you know? That's
2: <laughs> no, but the thing of it is, the stallions are here because... Because you love them. This is how I can produce my dream foal. That's why these stallions are here. So if I had to breed my dream foal, it would probably happen with one of our stallions.
0: <laughs> well, I got a question. Do you guys no, ever go... Is,
2: no, there is a, do
0: you you ever go after the mayors do they always come to you or do you actually approach people if there's a mayor out there you're going we really want to have the baby with that mayor do you ever approach them or is it always the other way
2: uh they uh they usually approach us okay because i never know who wants to meet the mayor you know i mean i know people that and 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 i know that everybody is aware of the sayings we have and if they don't when it breeds them for one reason or another, because we are competing against frozen semen from Europe, so that's always really popular in the beginning, beginning of the year. And when it doesn't work in the end, uh, then uh, they knock on our door and they say, "Get my mare pregnant." <laughs> and so then that's how we end up with really great mares. So, um, so that's kind of how it goes.
0: So I get a question. So you're sending out, you're sending out the semen and doing the thing. How? What percentage that you send out actually uh, result in a in a foal?
2: So well, there's a lot of factors. Okay, we don't have control over obviously over the mares that we don't deal with here. Right. So sometimes some males already have pre-existing problems that they may retain fluid in the uterus because they're old, or some mares uh, it's kept on regumate throughout their um, performance career sometimes the breeding part can be a little tricky uh they don't you know the inner parts don't really quite work as well as we always hope for them because they, but usually these are males that have done a had a, a full uh, performance career already so they are usually dug in their teens and uh so it gets tricky there too when you know because we don't know we don't know uh, what the mayor has been through, so it's not always the same, right? So, have uh, you had so problems with?
0: Have you had problems with shipping? Because shipping's been a problem for everybody this last year. Has ha, have you had an issue with shipping, or has that worked out? No, no.
2: Okay. FedEx has been great. <laughs> okay, they they it has always gotten there, so uh, no problems this year.
1: Good, that's amazing. But yeah. most you're the people only one. <laughs>
2: We're the only ones that we put on the it team and get it there. Yeah. <laughs> and, so,
0: and the guys are like, I don't it touch us that For
2: a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but this year has been a great year. So the mayors have said it. I think every one of them so far. Maybe some we had to be read twice. But at the end, uh, pretty much, they, they all pretty much are pregnant. So, so
0: that brings up another question. So when when the pandemic started, you know, last March, everybody was thinking that nobody was, you know, the world was going to come to an end and nobody was buying anything and everything was going to be the exact opposite of what we pictured now. Did you actually yeah. see your business going up during during pandemic?
2: Well, we sold a bunch more folds. that's for sure. Mm. So I, now we didn't really know uh for some reason, knock on wood we have not been uh the affected, really.
0: Yeah, no, I, well, everything's been the exact opposite of what we all thought. Whoever thought that farm yeah. prices would be triple in Ocala what they were a year ago? You know, it's just craziness.
2: Right. Yeah, you would think people are not out to buy a farm or buy a horse, you know, it's a luxury item and you just don't go out and buy it if you think you don't have any income.
0: No, but everybody farm. in the world went out and bought campers and horses. <laughs> yes, <what> they did. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Yes. So, um... And farms. Yeah. And farms. Yeah. Yes.
1: So, are you guys done with the breeding, se- like with the folding out part of your season? I would assume, at least close.
2: No, we lost, we, we just had our last poll, uh, um six days ago. Wow. And um, so, now we're done folding, and now we're getting some uh, mares mm-hmm. that have been difficult um, for um, other saying to get pregnant. And uh, so, this year, Uh, I had a client last year that that said, my mare will not get pregnant, can't get pregnant. I said, "Chipper over here, I will get her pregnant. And that's what I said. Do I know that now? But I can give it my best shot. So I actually, you know, with the semen, you get the semen from the sterlinger and you put extender in it. And some mares are sensitive to extender. So uh, I just put the semen in straight, no extender. And uh, so that mare got pregnant. And then there was actually somebody recently in Chesapeake City, and she said, "I've been trying for two years, and it's not happening." I said, "Give me the mare." And uh, so we just uh, found out three days ago that that mare is pregnant too.
0: So uh, Klaus, the master breeder. I was
1: going to say, <laughs> yeah, so know. you're the magician I baby maker. No, it, I yeah. mean, it,
2: it, you know, you just have to keep it simple. He's it's just the door, master door,
1: breeder. Door.
2: <laughs> We're going to
0: put that in the title. <laughs> yeah. So Klaus, do you miss? Do you miss? Europe, do do you, do you see yourself ever going back, or are you staying here forever?
2: No, I'm staying here. Yeah, okay. Yeah, no, I've been here for 35 years now, and it's definitely my home. So, and it's, it was kind of disappointing to my mom when I first came over here in the mid-80s. Then, uh, so my first time I went home, I... I Walk into my mother's house and was just like, I gotta come home. She was just like, Excuse me. I said, Oh, sorry. Well, anyway, so I always consider this my home. So yeah, this is yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. definitely at home here. So so no, but I like to visit and I like to go to the stabling shows and uh, to some horse shows. So uh, yeah, it, it, I always love to go. I have a lot of friends over there, but I would I don't want to live there. So
1: no okay well how can people find you if they want to connect with you you know have them get your mare pre- their mayor, pregnant yeah master breeder, <laughs> well, breeder. you can
2: always find <laughs> us on facebook or our website
1: okay and that's so, what is your website
2: uh, it's, uh
1: perfect
2: well he was a hoot
1: Isn't he hilarious?
0: He's so much fun.
1: He's so much fun. I work with him at the Young Horse Show stuff, doing the jump shoot and handling, and he got a great way with young horses. Well, he's
0: the funniest German guy we've ever had on, and usually they're real serious and, you know...
1: Yeah, bro, real focused
0: on their job not, you know
1: not him i mean he's focused he's focused well he's, he's a master breeder he is a master breeder.
0: <laughs> you know that's going in the title right uh, I, I mean
1: it is what it is <laughs> you can't deny what it is so
0: i'm glad he had a good sense of humor the yeah, way we were picking on him i
1: know well and his wife's probably gonna be like oh my god <laughs> but she's just rolls with the punches she's like he's the goofy
0: why dude. did i picture him not having a wife
1: Oh, no, she, Jessica is lovely, but like the quietest little. It's
0: always baby. that way, isn't it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> and she just lets him do his Like, thing. I picture your
0: husband being really quiet.
1: Oh, he's very quiet.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, Jennifer's much quieter, you know. Yes. Why are the gregarious ones always, because that's the only way it lasts. That's the only way the marriage works. Yeah.
1: <laughs> There's one that talks for both of them. Yeah, yeah, that's and right. then they're just like, well, right. I don't even have to talk. That's right. <laughs> no but she's um she actually is an artist and she does beautiful um sketches of horses so it'd be interesting to have her on at some point to you know she she met him on a horse farm so we could get her on the horse horse, husbands and wives uh episode so that'd be cool but um yeah, well thank you for having me in it's the studio It's been so much fun to have you this in the is, studio I can look you in the eyeballs I know, right it's now. weird to
0: see a co-host when I'm actually doing a show That's weird I know
1: and, I'm not used uh, to it anymore And you can, you can hear Weldon barking in yeah. the background and I'm like, <laughs> Weldon
0: just decides to go off every once in a while <laughs> And it's a very happy sort of yeah. What do you call it?
1: Oh, when he woos,
0: we wooing, yeah. 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 He woos. He
1: he's came like, in well, the woo. house. And he
0: was wooing all over the place.
1: Huh. <laughs> it was, yeah, you know. But there he's.
0: You... Oh, we're, he knows we're talking about him. He's up. He's up. <laughs> he's I'm, I'm like, ready. Let's mom. go. Let's go, mom. <laughs> mom. I, this is not our house. No.
1: He's like, I think we need <laughs> to leave now. Uh, you've been talking into that red foamy thing for for too long. You need to go.
0: And uh, Scooter is always very happy to see Kayla because he well, Scooter has this thing, and I say it all the time, but it's so true. He has this thing for pretty young girls. He really does. It's the weirdest <laughs> he's thing.
1: Like, he's like, hey, lady.
0: Then we have a neighbor, a new neighbor that's probably in her 20s, right, over there, uh, right, that is literally on the Scooter's paddock is butting their house. Yep. So Shannon comes over and talks to him. And when we were away, Shannon came over and gave him carrots every night. And oh. he loves Shannon. But her husband, no interest.
1: Well, it's 'cause he didn't walk over and give
0: No, him he carrots. came over no interest at all. Oh. Shit, pretty girls, it's something about him. He's been that way since ever since we he's, got him. He tolerates wingman. me and that that's all. He just tolerates me only cuz I give him carrots, but
1: <laughs> He's the wingman. I yeah. mean, When Weldon walks around with Brian at horse shows, Weldon is Brian's wingman. Yeah. And Brian doesn't want to talk to any of the other crazy horse girls, but they're going to come up to him because of Weldon. Yeah, because of Weldon.
0: (laughs) Well, look at his haircut. Anybody would come up. (laughs) Oh, my
1: goodness. You don't even know. Half of the people. Oh, my God. His eyes. His ears. They're so big. Oh, my. Look at his haircut. (laughs) I can literally tell you the conversation before it happens. Which, and, if you
0: were trying to pick somebody up, would be great.
1: It would be great, but yeah. it's all women. And I'm sorry, I just. Yeah, you know, I'm not it, interested. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but for Brian, it's fantastic. <laughs> if he'd,
0: you know, two or women, though, that's yeah, kind of. Well, tough. he
1: said, he's like, if this doesn't work out, I'm not doing another. Race, girl. <laughs> I this always is said that too. Much. Much. I always <laughs> said
0: that too. <laughs> and you know, we're both, we both end up with one.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gluttons <laughs> for punishment. But
0: look at my family four boys. Right, in my family, I have three brothers, and two of us ended up. We had nothing to do with horses except we lived in Lancaster County, had to pass them all the time on the roads.
1: subliminal messaging.
0: I don't know. You we want, two of us ended up with crazy horse girls. I don't know how that happened.:
1: We're everywhere. <laughs>
0: And then one of my nephews married a crazy horse girl. Now that they're divorced now, by the oh, way, well. so that didn't work. No.
1: It doesn't always. We're a little. <laughs> some of us are a little too crazy, but you know, here we are.
0: Well, thank you, Kayla, for doing this. Uh, where can people find your website?
1: So I'm at Selcouth Sport Horses, and I know Selkuth always sends people over the. Edge. <laughs> where
0: to change your damn name? Because I can never spell it.
1: It's S E L C O U T H sporthorses.com or I'm on Facebook under Selkuth Sporthorses or Kayla Benny and that's B-E-N-N-E-Y and um, yeah you can also find all the Horse Radio Network shows and have them wherever you go with our free app for iPhone or Android and you can go to the app store and just search Horse Radio Network and remember riding like life doesn't need to be perfect to be wonderful give your horse a pat after every ride